2: This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Small businesses have always shown an incredible ability to adapt, innovate, and survive, even more so this past year. Now, another way you can adapt and grow is by finding the right people to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that for free. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's vast and diverse network of 740 million professionals fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation you need for your business. Then with simple filtering and management tools, you can easily review, rate, and hone in on your top candidate. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person for your role fast, and your first job post is free. Just visit linkedin.com/goodfit. That's linkedin.com/goodfit. To get your first job post for free, linkedin.com slash goodfit. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Tiger fans, welcome to episode 186 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes, Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause. This is V.I. Love, Jackson State University. I have the pleasure of being joined today by the director of broadcast for ULM. He also does radio play-by-play for football and basketball, Mr. Nick White. Welcome to the show,
0: sir. Hey, thank you for the invitation. Glad to be on and looking forward to the football game on Saturday.
1: Absolutely, it's a very exciting time for Jackson State, looking forward to traveling to Monroe, the first ever meeting between the teams, so it should be a blast.
0: Yeah, isn't it pretty crazy, I mean, how close we are, and I know I, I fly out of Jackson quite o- often whenever I go on either, you know, basketball trips or or a family trips, just because it's a bigger airport, you get better flights, so, I mean, I mm-hmm. make that trip over there all the time, and uh, it's yeah. just, you know, we, and obviously we played in basketball and right. baseball, and glad glad to finally see it happen on, on the football field coming up this Saturday.
1: Absolutely, long overdue, and uh, for ULM, it's the first home game of the season, so I know you guys are excited, A team that went winless in 2020, but things appear to be looking up thanks to some big offseason moves that we'll definitely get into. Uh, But first, what's the level of excitement and, I guess, optimism around the program in 2021, whether that be from the fan base, the coaching staff, or the student athletes.
0: Well, I think it's pretty high. I think it's as as high as I've ever seen it. And of course, i'm I'm from the area my whole life, and I'm forty years old now. I've been at ULM for twelve years. And I, I can never recall uh, the kind of buzz going into a season uh, that I've seen, you know from around the community and and everything like that. I mean, whenever you you think of of this staff that's been assembled, first, you know, Terry Bowden, his credentials are unbelievable, and he has the Bowden name, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit with the connections uh, coming into this football game with Bobby Bowden and Dion and all that. Um, but, but, you know, you look at him, and, and, and he's a big name. And then when, whenever you – you can say that you have Rich Rodriguez on your staff. <laughs> I mean, he is one of the great – he's one of the great innovators of offensive football mm-hmm. of all time, you know. I mean, you, you look at stuff that goes on on Sundays in the NFL – and that's stuff Rich Rodriguez created. And and wow. so it, it's amazing. I sometimes have to pinch myself and say, <laughs> you know, these two guys are here in Monroe. This is just unbelievable. And so the energy they, they've pumped into this program has been tremendous. I'm excited to see. I hope the weather holds off. Yeah, I really, really? hope that, that our area will finally show up and, and really, you know, get behind this program. But the buzz coming into this season And I don't think you lost any buzz with Kentucky. Kentucky's the better football team, and uh, they were going to be the better football team. They were going to win that game. And I think everybody, that was pretty apparent after the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't take really a whole lot of of downside from that football game. Uh, By week, early, out of our control, it is what it is. And now uh, looking forward to cranking this thing up with a lot of home games upcoming, five out of the next six at home, starting with the Tigers on Saturday.
1: Absolutely. And when you talk about that buzz, you know, I, I definitely get where you come from. Our fan base gets where you come yeah. from. In the exact same position, exact same boat with Coach Prime, Deion Sanders coming in, bringing yeah. in big names on his staff as well. Uh, so definitely looking forward to the matchup between the two coaches, which we'll get into. Uh, but let's just talk about Coach Bowden for a second. As you said, the son of yeah. the legendary coach, Bobby Bowden, who recently passed away. Uh, but talk about what he's been able to bring to the program. I know it's only been a short amount of time. But what has he been able to bring so far?
0: Well, he's brought he's brought energy and charisma, and and that's certainly no knock to to anybody else that, that was around. But but he he has brought that as a complete one eighty there. And you know I love Matt Vietor. Uh, he He's he's one of the most classy human beings ever. Um, but but he, he didn't have that you know I guess going for him. And 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 once again that's not a knock on him. He's he's one of the best human beings I've ever been around in my life. But that's what terry terry's more of a ceo whenever you look at mm-hmm. this program and especially having rich rodriguez as a part of this now i mean you've got another head coach right there in your staff mm-hmm. in fact whenever uh bobby Bowden, you know took ill, terry was able to take time away to go be with his father in his in his final days and mm-hmm. was there when he passed away and that was because rich rodriguez was there mm-hmm. um but but what he's done as far as energizing he's raising money uh he's energizing the fan base he's selling tickets He's gone on road shows. He's sold them out everywhere that he goes. You got you got to remember, he's a he was a broadcaster for ten mm-hmm. years for ABC, so he knows how to talk. My coaches' show, mm-hmm. shows with him are so easy. He's so easy to talk to. He gets it, and he really is a guy, Corey that that will that that really you know lives his life. Uh, he, he's a man of faith, and that that comes from his father. And I had the pleasure. He actually uh, did, did an event at my church back in May. Um, where we, we had a conversation about faith and football, and he lives it. You know, he, he does that as well. So I, I think you got the total package there whenever you look at what he's going to bring to the table as a football coach, but also uh, just, just all the other intangibles that are out there. It's really energized everybody around.
1: Absolutely. I can imagine. And you mentioned that, that first game against Kentucky, tough outing for Coach Bowden in his ULM debut. As they fail 45 to 10. But what's your sense of what the coaching staff was able to take away from a game like that? In, in fairness, they were a 30 point underdog and you stated that they were going to lose the game anyway, but uh, were there any takeaways, positives, negatives?
0: I take a lot of positives out of that game. Number one, you forced three turnovers. Um, you know, that, that, that has been just a struggle point for, for these the football teams over the last few years. And you were plus three in the turnover margin. Uh, you know, and, and if you go back and if you watch that game, uh ulm should have had a scoop and score on a fumble the officials blew a call said that that the uh the defender stepped out of bounds wasn't even close to stepping out of bounds and that would have made that football game a 24-14 ball game at the half instead of a 24-7 game Mm -hmm. so the first points came off of an interception javari johnson on a tip drill uh got it got an interception offense was able to drive it down to score take a seven to nothing lead Look, that's a positive. This team did not lead for a second last year, okay, wow. not for a second. So, so I mean, look, it's baby steps, and we were excited about that. No moral victories, obviously, but you're excited about that. Back to the defense, uh, forcing the three turnovers. Ty Shelby at the defensive end, he's a sixth-year senior, and that's a, he's a COVID senior, we like to call him. Yeah. He he was one of the best players on the field there against Kentucky. He had two sacks, a, a forced fumble, fumble recovery, and, you know, he played tremendous. I thought the defensive line, the numbers are going to be a little bit skewed, but you also have to look at Kentucky. They got two number one draft picks at, at each of the tackle positions. They got the best running back in Rodriguez in the SEC. Uh, their defense is what impressed me. They really stymied ULM's offensive attack after that first touchdown. But but I take those things away. And then, uh, you know, this this ULM team over the past have just struggled mightily as far as special teams. And, you you had to punt a lot, unfortunately, because the offense couldn't really get going. But I was pleased with what I saw out of the kicking game. A couple of field goal, actually, a field goal made a PAT, uh, took a field goal off the board to go on and, and punch in a touchdown uh, in, in that first drive. So those are the things that I take positive away. And then just traveling with this staff mm-hmm. for the first time and the way they have completely changed the culture. You know, the, the, they had a, a local uh, local men's store – uh, outfit the entire team with with you know coats and jackets, you know, uh, coats and ties and and slacks and I mean we just look professional going mm-hmm. out there. And once again, that's not a knock to anything, but it, it's just it, it was a business like approach. And I thought that those were the positive things that I took away from that football game. they against a very good Kentucky team, maybe their best team in, in in quite a while.
1: Wow, interesting. And let's talk about quarterback Rhett Rodriguez, obviously the Arizona transfer, who's the son of office coordinator, Rich Rodriguez, a name that, you know, of course we've talked about all the fans will know. Rhett was nine for 17 for 56 yards. So how settled does this team appear to be and confident are they with this quarterback position heading into this weekend?
0: You know, I think, I, I, I don't know. That's a tough question because then you threw in, you threw in Colby suits who was last year's starter. He got a couple of series Chandler Rogers. He's kind of the wild card out there. He brings, you know, some running ability there. I mean it, look let's 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 cut through all the stuff that's out there whenever whenever Rich came to ULM Rhett was going to be the starting quarterback okay mm-hmm. I think everybody realized that but I mean it's going to be his job to lose and there's no question he's going to have to play better than he did against <laughs> Kentucky to keep that starting position um but but here's the positives that he brings to the table he knows Rich Rodriguez's offense just as well as Rich Rodriguez he's grown <laughs> up with him his entire life and so that's the the biggest advantage that he has is that he knows the offense. I, I think this week will be. This is certainly no disrespect to Jackson State, but mm-hmm. I mean you're you're playing a, a team. You've gone from playing an SEC school that that's certainly not a power, but they're still an SEC school to mm-hmm. now playing a very good FCS school in Jackson State, and so. I think ULM fans need to be concerned if you don't see the offense get going mm-hmm. this week, if you mm-hmm. don't see Rhett, you know, perform better than he did against Kentucky, th- then you you, you might want to have some some major cause for concern because, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, you look at this slate, you got Troy, you got Coastal Carolina. I mean, then you got three straight at home, Georgia State, Liberty, South Alabama. You're about to hit the teeth of this conference schedule mm-hmm. and the Sun Belt ha- has risen to become one of, if not the best, G5 programs. And so you better put your big boy pants on Mm -hmm. here pretty soon and find a way to get something clicking on this offensive side or else it's going to be another long year for this Warhawk football team. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And speaking of getting that offense clicking, ULM also struggled running the football, only 17 yards on 43 attempts. Do you feel that's going to be a cause for concern moving forward?
0: Oh, I think so. I, I think that's, that's a bit I mean. Two years ago, you had the best rushing team in the conference, but you also had the, one of the most uh, top five, most veteran offensive lines in the country. And and so they, they that that's why the running game is struggling. It struggled mightily last year because you had to rebuild the offensive line, and they're still doing that. So, yes, that's a concern, uh, no question. But, but it's not so much. I think the talent is there at running back, but, but I think it, it really begins with the offensive line. I know they're going to shuffle some things around there, on the offensive line this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see if that provides some, some better opportunities to get going in the run game. But also part of, of Rich Rodriguez's offense is the quarterback running the football mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that's what you saw with Pat White at West Virginia and all the other you know great, great athletes that he's been able to coach over the years. So, and Rhett does bring that to the table. That's also what Chandler Rogers brings to the table. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of different things. And look, they went very vanilla in the second half. Once, okay. once you kind of knew that ball game was over, Uh, You didn't see a whole lot or I didn't get to see a whole lot of of what they were going to bring to the table offensively. So uh, I would imagine with the bye week, they're they're probably going to try to throw some more wrinkles in there this week.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about a lot of the positives that you took away from that game. And then we talked about the struggles at quarterback and in the running game. But what do you think are some of the other biggest areas of improvement that the staff is probably stressing from game one to game two?
0: I, I think you know just some of the things that we just talked about. You got to be able to run the football, and and I'm an old school guy, so I, I'm an old school. You know, th- three yards in a cloud of dust, and that's how you win football games. Now I know that's not the mentality. I mean, we're going to be fast, and, and and you try to get up there and snap it, and that's part of the issue of the other day. I mean, you had you had so many you know one minute drives just because of how fast. Uh, ULM is trying to run offense, and that's Rich Rodriguez's offense. So you got to get the running game going. I I think if you get that going, that's going to open up the opportunities in the passing game. That's kind of a captain obvious statement, but -hmm. but I think it's a a very real statement there whenever you look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you look at other things defensively. I, I, I don't look at the numbers so much against Kentucky, and they racked right. up some some big-time numbers, 500-plus yards of total offense. But I look at the positives there of the turnover sports. You're plus three already in the turnover category. If you can do that uh, with the rest of your schedule, you're going to win some football games. I mean, anytime mm. you're plus three in the turnover category, mm. you got a really good shot to win the football game. And so if they can continue with that, I feel like that's going to be a good sign that you can have what I would consider. And I think, you know, a lot of fans have some unrealistic expectations this year about how good this team will be. Um, I consider a good year this year coming off of a winless season, you know, two, three, four wins. That's progress. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have have visions of six, seven. And I certainly hope that as well. Mm-hmm. But but, you know, to me, that would lead to, I think, major progress in in sure. the status of this program.
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. We, you know, similar here at Jackson State, uh, Coach Prime took over in, in yeah. December, uh, really the same time, around the same time as Coach Bowden in December of 2020. But we had a spring season uh, because we didn't play in the fall due to the pan- pandemic. So he had a chance to really gauge right. his team and evaluate the players. Uh, only one, you know, a couple of, well it was a shortened season. We only we didn't play a full schedule, but only won four games. But that was a springboard to what we're trying to do in the fall. So I definitely understand it's definitely a progression when a new coaching staff comes in. Sometimes the fans don't quite understand that, especially when you bring in a name like a Bowden and a Rodriguez. But, again, it's baby steps. So I definitely understand what ULM is going through.
0: Yeah, no, no question. And and you talk about you know Jackson State, and and certainly you know I think you know Dion's going to have Coach Sanders. I don't know. He may not like me calling Dion. I don't know, but he he doesn't really care what I say anyway. You know, so uh, you know he's prime time, man. I'm excited about him coming to Monroe. Uh, I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, okay. so uh, you know he, he he helped he helped uh, get get a Super Bowl last Absolutely. Super Bowl ring for the oh, Cowboys. Wow. It's so, been a long so, time, so I appreciate. But yeah, don't don't remind I, me on that. But but, but you know, I, I watched I watched the game. I remember where I was at. I was actually in Pensacola uh, for the for the uh, Sun Belt Conference basketball tournament. We'd already gotten beaten out. My flight wasn't until Sunday, and so um, I spent that Saturday in my hotel room. Uh, watching Jackson State and Grambling, ironically. Mm-hmm. They were playing in Grambling, which is right mm-hmm. down the road sure, from us. Sure. And, and, and then, uh, you know, this year I, I watched a little bit of the Florida A&M game. I didn't watch a whole lot. And quite honestly, it was a pretty boring football game, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I did not get to see anything against Tennessee State. Co- mm-hmm. Coach Deion Sanders is going to get this thing going. I mean, already 2-0, and you look at the recruits he's bringing in. Coach Bowden's concerned about it. In fact, mm-hmm. he told me Monday at the coach's show, he says, from a talent perspective, Jackson State probably has more talent and ULM right now, mm-hmm. and so uh, you look at all these transfers that they've been able to bring in. Uh, you know, and his son had a had a monster game uh, this mm-hmm. past week, and and is efficient, throwing at seventy five percent at a seventy five percent clip. You got your quarterback completing seventy five percent of his mm-hmm. passes. You got a chance to win a lot of football games as well. So uh, I know the excitement, the buzz is massive in Jackson, Mississippi for what uh, coach Deion Sanders has brought to the table. And I do hope that, that a lot of fans make the short drive over to Monroe and, and come mm-hmm. and we have a great atmosphere. I heard the band is not going to be coming, which yeah, I'm, I'm really it. disappointed yeah. about that. I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm very <laughs> disappointed about that, but they won't be blasting in my headset either the whole time. So it might be good, <laughs> good for me, but uh, you know, nonetheless, I hope the weather holds off and I hope we have a festive atmosphere on Saturday. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, and speaking of Coach Prime and his staff, if you're on that staff and you're scouting this ULM team, which units would you say were you the most right now, both offensively and defensively?
0: Uh, I'd say the front line for ULM. I mean, the defensive line, defensive line. I I, I think that's that's where they got the most talent right now. Um, so so that would really the front seven I think is is pretty impressive. Uh, you look at at a Travion Webster, and, and if he's on a better football team last year, he's going to be all conference. So mm-hmm. he was just a, a tackling machine out there. So I'd really look at the front seven, to be honest with you. I think that's going to be the concern and Jackson State's ability uh, to be able to handle the front lines. If they can come in here and and handle the front lines, it, it could be a long night for Warhawk football fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, earlier I mentioned the offseason moves that ULM made. Of course, with our coach yeah. Bowden, but he really revamped this roster, bringing in I think about sixty two new players, which you know <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> overall, we did the same, similar uh, at Jackson State, but fourteen of those guys started in the Kentucky game, so give us an idea of some of the names or some standout guys on the roster that we can expect to hear you know their name called a lot this Saturday.
0: well, I'm still figuring it out myself <laughs> I, I did not get a i did not get a roster or a depth chart it's it's uh it's the latest I've ever been able to prepare for a football game, and this goes all the way back to the Class A high school day days wow. nearly two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I understand why Coach did that. He the the roster was constantly changing and everything. So a couple of guys to watch out for. Um, number one is is a receiver. Got the best name I think in college football. His name <laughs> is Boogie Knight. Okay, yes, sir. so watch watch out for Boogie Knight. He he kind of he kind of seemed to be. The go to guy on third mm-hmm. down against Kentucky. Great young man. Uh, really impressed with him. Um, so I think he's somebody you need to watch out for. I really like this walk on at receiver by the name of Will Derrick. He's out of Shreveport, mm-hmm. Louisiana, Calvary Baptist. He's another dependable receiver that they tried to get him worked in the other day, but just struggled to, to really get him going. And then another receiver that I think he's a transfer from UMass, his name is Darian Wiley. Mm-hmm. So I think those are three guys offensively that I would look at along with uh, with Chandler Rogers at the quarterback position, because I believe he's going to play uh, some over there. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively, that's where you return most of the guys. So I don't think there's a whole lot of new faces over on that side. And then if you want to go, you know, just in the special teams for a moment, uh, Sutherland's the Oklahoma transfer. He's the place kicker. And Devin McCormick, uh, freshman, also handled the punting duties the other day. And so uh, I think you do finally have some weapons there in the kicking game.
1: And, you know, Nick, Kentucky had a lot of success in the air versus ULM, passing for over 400 yards. And Coach Bowden said that the way Kentucky threw the ball on them, he has to be ready for Jackson State's passing attack. And you mentioned Shador Sanders and how efficient he's been passing the ball. JSU is definitely a team that likes to put it in the air. So how do you expect this ULM secondary to
0: respond to what happened in week one? Well, I hope the the secondary will respond if the front front four can really get pressure on Sanders. I think that's that's where it is. I, you know, just from what I've seen, it does not. You know, you think of of Coach Sanders and. You think of his ability to run. And I don't know if if maybe, you know, he got the same ability there in running the football. So, or, or using his legs to scramble out of situations. So I think the secondary will get helped out if they can get pressure on the front lines and, and and you know force him into some uncomfortable situations, getting some sacks, forcing him into bad throws. I think the secondary is pretty good, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you got some some veteran guys, Jabari. Uh, Johnson being one of them, uh, Josh Newton, another one. They both those are local guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really think if they can get pressure on Sanders, that that'll be a good day for the Warhawk defense.
1: Absolutely. And going back to this matchup, we kind of talked about it, but you know it's always tough when a team faces an opponent from a larger conference, which is exactly what Jack State will be doing this weekend. Typically, games like these are what we call the money games, where you know especially back right. like or FCS level program. Usually get a big payday, but are rarely very competitive. Uh, but this JSU team may be a little bit different. And you touched on it, you know, with Coach Prime here and you know, Coach Bowden had very high praise for the team. You talked about how he raved about the talent, uh, the level of recruits that Jack State has been able to bring in through the transfer portal. And he said that a lot of the players that Jack State recruited or targeted were players that he. Targeted So going after some of the you know, similar players and he compared this JSU team to the G5 teams on ULM schedule talent wise. Normally, this will be a game that will be extremely favorable for ULM. But with the recruiting class that Coach Primers brought in, which ranked 54th in all of college football, and that doesn't even include right. a plethora of power five transfers. This is going to be a, a very unconventional matchup that may be pretty difficult to gauge. So how competitive do you feel that the ULM staff and players anticipate this JSU team to be?
0: Well, they're worried about it. Uh, And that's not that's not coach speak. They're worried about this game. Don't 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 have any question about that. And I'm worried about this game. I mean, whenever I look at this roster and I see the players that are on this Jackson State team, um, I'm concerned about it. So this is not your typical FCS team, in my opinion, that's coming in here. Um, And and now, you know, again, Jackson State's going to step up in competition as well. But, I mean, ULM was the worst team in college football last year. So I hadn't looked at the line. I don't know what the spread is. But I I wouldn't think it's going to be that big of a gap as far Mm -hmm. as the spread. And I don't really, you know, get into that. I usually look at it right before the game just so I have an idea uh, because I like to see, you know, some of the late-game activities, kind of like Kentucky putting one on at the end there to cover the spread uh, there. But um, I'm concerned about it, and I know Coach Bowden and his staff Uh, they're definitely concerned about it. But I think the advantage for ULM is the fact they have had an extra week. They got Mm -hmm. two games plus all spring to be able to – you know, look at personnel, look at all the different things there for Jackson state. And hopefully that that'll benefit the Warhawks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we shall see. Well, Nick, I definitely appreciate you. I have one final thing for you. You know, we had to talk about it. You even mentioned it earlier. You know, one of the storylines of this game is that of the two head coaches and their unique tie, which of course is the late coach Bobby Bowden. Now coach Terry Mm -hmm. Bowden, of course, is his son and coach prime Deion Sanders played for him at Florida state. It's a game that coach Terry Bowden said his father was even planning on attending before he passed. Yeah see yes, now was. they'll be honoring yes. Coach Bobby on game day. What do you think this might add to the game, especially for the two coaches and for Coach Bowden's mom, who he said will be in attendance?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a special moment. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to, to Coach uh, Terry Bowden quite a bit about his dad. Um, we were at media days uh, down in New Orleans, and, and the day before he was there was the day that it came out that uh you know the the cancer was terminal for for bobby and all that so he and i had a had, we, we, we built a pretty good relationship uh talked down there about it we've talked you know over the course of all this and uh you know he's at peace with it because we know bobby uh, coach bowden is with god and and i think mm-hmm. that that's the, the the best thing about this and you know uh coach sanders he he went to the funeral he spoke at the funeral mm-hmm. you know terry joked the other day at the coaches show he said uh he said Dion was the best player that my dad ever coached, and I was the worst player that he ever coached. <laughs> and so it's kind of ironic that we're going to meet at midfield and honor my father out there because Terry did play for his father yeah. there as a walk on. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a whole lot, but he, but he did play as a walk on. And it's going to be awesome, you know. Like I, I cherish the moment that that I got to meet the great Bobby Bowden, um, you know, at, at Coach Terry Bowden's introductory press conference. Mm-hmm. It was special, and uh, but what what a gentleman! And and mm-hmm. he spoke here. Also in Monroe in the uh, late 90s, I remember that as well. And a man of faith, no question where he's he's sitting at the right hand of, of mm-hmm. Jesus right now. It's sure. just, you know, how, how his faith was personified out there. And I think that Coach Sanders will tell you oh, that, you know, he's a man of faith. Obviously, Terry's oh, yeah. a man of faith. That, you know, Coach Bobby Bowden is, was probably the most instrumental sure. uh, person in his life from that perspective. Not just from a football perspective, but also in that, So I think it's going to be a special moment. I'm looking forward to it. The tributes that have already happened. It was hard not to get a tear in your eye on that, that mm. during that Notre Dame game whenever they were doing all the tributes. And I'm pretty sure we'll have something special in store for Saturday as well.
1: Absolutely. Very special day coming up. Looking forward to it. And uh, Nick, last thing, I just want to leave um, our listeners with a couple of tidbits, a couple of fun facts about this upcoming matchup. Yeah. You know, we talked about the common tie that the teams have, which is Coach Bowden, but that's not the only thing. Jackson State special teams coach Alan Ricard actually played that's right, absolutely, at ULM from 96 to 98. He was a running backs coach there for three seasons as well under Coach Matt Viator. So I'm, I know he's looking forward to homecoming and seeing some familiar faces. We also have a cornerback on our roster, Kevrick Wiggins, who is a ULM transfer. He played there. Mm -hmm. He played 13 games total and got two starts. So, again, he's looking for a homecoming. I'm sure he has a lot of uh, friends uh, on the team, so looking forward to going up against his former teammates. And then last but not least, we talked about – I mentioned earlier that uh, Coach Bowden mentioned that Jackson State and ULM were targeting some of the same recruits. Well, there's one in, in particular that I know Jackson State went after, put out an offer. We thought we had him. He was there for a visit, hung out with the team, building a bond. We penciled him in. And then we found out that he was committing to ULM and that's right. Tackle Kedrel Lewis, who started for ULM versus Kentucky. So I know he has some friends on the Jack state side that he'll be looking forward to seeing as well. So just wanted to put those contacts out there.
0: That's all out there. And, uh, you know, that's just going to add to what should be a festive atmosphere on Saturday.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, Nick, uh, again, I truly appreciate this. Looking forward to the matchup, looking forward to meeting you. And this uh, matchup will continue in 2024 so hopefully we can do this again in three years
0: oh wow i didn't i guess i didn't even know that i i, don't, I try not to look too far ahead and <laughs> i know what we got next year we got we got we got texas and alabama oh, yeah. I think to open up the year so uh i, I don't know if the packers are available we might see them as well so uh why not uh, right? <laughs> 2024 huh we'll, well i'll look forward to that and uh, i look forward to visiting with you on saturday
1: Absolutely. And if there's a, a Twitter or any website or social media where the fans can follow you or follow ULM football, feel free to put that out there.
0: Yeah. At Nick White, six, seven. I'm pretty simple at Nick White, six, seven. That's my Twitter. I usually you know limit Twitter. I don't really want to give out my Facebook or anything. That's kind of my sure, personal sure. side. Twitter is what I use professionally. So uh, at Nick White, six, seven. And uh, usually on game day, I, I like to. You know, t- take people inside the booth, people, you know, look at my broadcast charts and things like that. So, uh, you know, I'm working on those uh, or was working on those before we started talking and I'll continue to work on those. And uh, I'm excited to call this home opener on Saturday.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again. You have a good week coming up and we'll see you
0: Saturday. Thank you, man. I appreciate the time. All right. And that'll do it for episode 186 of Tiger
1: Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know, we're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag We I Love.